Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance to parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on the Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Oh, hello, hello. How are we doing? Welcome to the Clarity Call, everybody. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And we are... We are so happy to be back, honestly. Okay? Like, y'all don't even know. It's about to get real up in here. And so let's just start by introducing ourselves again, in case you're new here. This is the episode you're going to want to hear for sure. Anyway, um... So, Alicia and I are sisters, and together we have 16 children, six with a medically complex diagnosis or considered special needs, and we are doing this podcast because we are passionate about helping you get the tools that you need in your life to gain some clarity to create the life that you want. Make the changes you've always wanted to make successfully. Yes. Amen. All right, so we always start our episodes with a reality check, which Alicia Alicia has for you today. So just a little preface, the last couple weeks, we got to experience the COVID plague at our house. Um, It's been interesting, for sure, as I've... uh, try to become mindful about all of the intents and purposes of having this challenge occur in our world. Um, It leads right into what we're going to talk about today. So um, I have to say on about the fourth, third or fourth day of my um, COVID, in fact, I just found out the day before I believe that I had tested positive, and I was laying in my bed having quite literally the the lowest day I had during the experience of COVID. And um, I was physically fatigued beyond anything I can remember for, I don't even know if it was like that. Pregnancy fatigue's hard, really hard and challenging. And newborn fatigue, all of it is a challenge. But this was just different. There's just something about COVID that is different. And um, I laid there spiritually tired, physically tired, emotionally exhausted, and um, and I knew I just had to sit with it and feel it. There, you know, it didn't do any good to fight it. I am I'm a fighter by nature, and I like to just go, 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 go. And um, I couldn't physically even go. And so anybody that would know me would know that this would be a challenge for me to just lay in my bed and just own it. Just feel it, embrace it, let it happen. And this day in particular, um, I'd had some um, struggling moments in the home with, you know, just relationships sometimes are hard in with kids and spouses and, you know, circumstances. And so that day had been particularly a challenge already. As I lay there pondering that, then I began getting some texts and one of my children was really suffering and struggling emotionally. And um, 
as a mother, naturally, you just want to fix. You want to reach out. You want to have the answers. I wanted to be able to give her what she needed. And I had to consciously, mindfully say, not today. I couldn't today. My body was exhausted. My mind was was not in a place where I could heal myself, let alone anybody else. And I just had to admit that and own that and not even try searching for any possible solutions. And I just, after a, a few moments of this conversation, had to say, sweetheart, I, I'm very sick and I don't have answers today. And I'm sorry that you're hurting and struggling. I love you, but not today. And um, anyway, as I just let that go emotionally, it was very healing the things that happened after that. And so whether you believe in a higher power, God, the universe, what it is you turn to for your relief, I'm telling you that when we choose to not control the situation and just put it in a higher power's hands and just feel the moment that you're in, um, it happens. Miracles happen. And, And then the beauty of using these tools happened, which was so awesome, just knowing that the answers could come and I didn't have to have them. I didn't have to be the one to be there for that situation. And that was a beautiful thing. It was a a very healing moment. And, um, and I can look back on it now and be like, wow, that was a dark, hard day. And yet it was sweet and peaceful because I Mm -hmm. didn't have those hard emotions that would have in the past just come and shown up and I'm a mom and I have to fix and I have to get up and get going and, and heal and, you know, and I just, I didn't, I couldn't, I physically couldn't. And so anyway, that was my reality check. COVID is a beast and, uh, yeah, we're through it. We handled it beautifully in more than one way. You guys, it has been a privilege to, um, get to see the grace that Alicia has handled this challenge for her and her family with it. Uh, it was really, really hard on them. And it was really, really hard for me not to run in and be able to rescue them. I mean, I did as many grocery runs as I possibly could. And I just had to let them come and get it out of my trunk. And it felt so helpless. I just wanted to help them so much. And they made it through it so beautifully. And I'm so just grateful that I get to watch other people. You know, when I watch Alicia use these tools and get to clarity and peace in her life, even under dire, horrific circumstances. It is just such a testament to me that this is it, people. This is how you have the life that you want, even in those hard, challenging times, because life is 50-50. What Alicia just told you is she had a really horrific, horrible day and still found the other half of the beauty of life. It's so amazing. So it's powerful. So beautifully. Yeah. Into our topic today, which is mirroring or matching other people in relationships. And this one is a really big one in my life. This was one of my biggest life-changing lessons. I see the power in it every single day of my life by using the the tools. So we will just jump right in. And first, I want to share this really important thought with you. Um, I feel like we talk about it on a pretty regular basis. But this analogy kind of came to my mind that I'm hoping will help you see things in just a little bit of a different light. Um, I hope you understand by now that your thoughts 
are how you feed your brain. Like your brain exists in this world of thoughts. It creates them. It's the fuel inside your mind. Okay. So like we fuel our bodies with food, our brain is fueled with thoughts. Okay. And that is what ends up creating your reality. So you have to choose on purpose the thoughts you're going to think to make your mind the way you want it to be. Because if you're not, it's degenerating into chaos. And just like your body, if you're going to feed it with junk food, it's going to degenerate and not show up for you and be healthy and strong and capable. So I hope that kind of gives you a visual for the thought work that we're doing here and how important it is to have a healthy mind, just as important as it is to have a healthy body. So when we talk about matching and mirroring, um, I'm going to start by sharing an example that I hear on a very regular basis with friends, family, and now clients that I'm helping work through this, okay? And, and kind of the biggest one is in your relationship with your significant other, your partner in life, your husband, your wife, all of that, okay? So we are professionals at picking up on other people's energy. Like when someone is kind of off or, you know, acting differently or whatever, we can, we can pick up on that because that's what we do as humans. So let's say your husband comes home from work and he's grumpy. So you feel annoyed and then you acting annoyed makes you grumpy. So I'm going to slow that down and walk you through it using the tools to clarity. Okay. So remember we've talked about, and just also, I want to make sure that you guys understand. I know that when we very first started talking about the tools to the model, I shared with you that this is the work of our mentor, Brooke Castillo. Um, we, don't, we don't claim to have created this. This is work that she did that we have taken to try to tweak to make more relevant in your life as a mom, um, as a caregiver, as uh, somebody in a special needs world that love someone with, you know, medically complex diagnosis or special needs. Um, so that's what is happening here is that we are kind of just trying to make this work relevant to you in your world, like we've been able to do in ours. So the circumstance is always neutral. 100% doesn't mean anything um, until you have a thought about it. Okay, so the circumstance is husband comes home. Literally, just could be walked proven in, in a the court door. of law. Just walked in the door. Okay. You chose to have the thought based on maybe the vibe you're feeling. Body language is big. Grumpy. It is. But you picked up on that he's grumpy. Whether he actually is grumpy or not, that is just a thought. You just chose to think that. So then you, your emotion that you experience or that the typical human experiences when you're not being mindful is you get annoyed. You're like, really? He just walked in the door, door and now he's grumpy? Then, and you can feel annoyed, right? That's one of many emotions you might feel. But then what happens? How do you show up? What action do you take? You get annoyed, right? You start mirroring the grumpy behavior because when you're annoyed, you get grumpy and therefore your thought becomes your outcome. You created it. Isn't that amazing? You see? Pretty powerful. Um, Be aware. And that, I just want to throw in here this little quote. 
that really does um, um, define what we're talking about right here. Some people mm-hmm. are brought into our life to be mirrors to show you behaviors and habits that need to change. So when someone walks in and that's the circumstance, you know, it's what we do. We we have no control over anything, but like what Kimberly's saying is our mind and our actions. Whether, Mm -hmm. oh, and you know, we don't have to have sarcasm. Oh, it looks like you had a bad day. Good luck with that sucker. (laughs) You know, I mean, whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, if you want to think that, I guess you can, but, um, and sometimes it takes steps. I've noticed like it comes across as I don't care, but when we're trying to unenmesh our lives from those body languages and those old patterns and those old habits that we see constantly in our life, we have to sometimes get to something we can connect with. And sometimes that comes across as I don't care. And sometimes you even verbalize. I don't, I can't care. I don't care, whatever, until we can get to that compassion, which we'll talk about in a minute. But sometimes it just is that disconnect because you don't want your mind to go there and you have to physically create a change in an old pattern of behavior. He walks in, he's grumpy. I'm going to be grumpy. No, I'm not going to be grumpy. I don't care about that situation walk away. And in that moment, that's going to feel, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like you don't care, but that it's just a process of getting to the point we're going to talk about in compassion. Um, and ultimately you're doing the bigger, more mature thing by not jumping in the pool of misery with the other person, because then you're just escalating the situation. You know, another option other than just being like, there's bad energy here rather than get grumpy. I'm going to remove myself. That's definitely one option. The other option, instead of, if you ask, how was your day? You, you pretty much know the answer you're going to get at that point. If you're feeling that grumpy vibe, right? You can choose something different. Like, Hey, this super awesome thing happened today. I've been waiting for you to get home to tell you about it. You know, like you can be the one that changes the energy. You can be the one that shows up in a positive, happy light, because that is also infectious. While the grumpiness, annoying, frustrated, all of those negative emotions are also strong and powerful and infectious, you can be the person that infects everybody with positive, happy, good energy. You just have to take a minute to think about it. Just slow down and think about how you can change the vibe and change the feeling so that you stay in a happy, positive place. And when you start this process, it freaks people out. It doesn't feel authentic and real because this is not the you that they're used to. And so it really begins this ripple effect. But in the beginning, it's like a tidal wave hits. And you have to be careful not to then react to, well, I'm trying to do something good. I'm trying to make changes in myself. You know, you have to really be ready You can't pick up a sledgehammer if you don't know how to use it and you don't have the weight behind it, you know? True. I mean, I am a visual person. We all know that. And all I picture is using tools we don't really know how, which is why coaching is super helpful. I mean, this is really helpful when I can talk to Kimberly and be like, okay, talk me through this. How does this work? Blah, blah, blah. You know, where do we go? Because until I'm really confident with what I'm about to say or how I'm going to own it, Sometimes we can get back into bad patterns really easy because we didn't own it and we didn't really know how to do the follow through. Okay, I can say this, but then it's like, what if they 
get ready to pack a punch. Then what? Am I ready for that? You know, you just have to know how you're going to own your emotions, own your feelings, and when all else fails, be okay to walk away and start your breathing and some of these other things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. What a great, great example. Now so we, let's run that model. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Let's run that model one more time just so that you can see how you can apply this to your own life. So your circumstances that your husband comes home from work, completely neutral, just walked in the door. You decide based on evidence that you're collecting when you're looking at body language or other energy that you're feeling, you decide that he's grumpy. You still get to choose your thoughts at this point. So you can immediately choose the thought, he must have had a tough day, rather than he's grumpy. Choose the thought, oh, I bet he had a hard day. What emotion does that make you feel when you think that? Compassion. The exact thing we're talking about today, compassion. It helps you show up in a way that you're like, I have bad days too. And I just want people to understand and, and love me anyway. Right? So the action could be, you go give him a hug. The action could be, hey, I was thinking about you today and how much I love and appreciate how hard you work for our family. You know, your action is fueled by your emotion. So if you can get to compassion, you are going to show up as such a more beautiful person for the people in your life. And that is going to feel so much better for you. Because remember, you're the only person that feels your emotions. Nobody else feels your emotions, only you. So choose emotions that feel good when you can and when you want to. You won't always want to choose emotions that are positive and happy, and that's fine too. But your outcome in this particular circumstance is going to be loving, peaceful, happy feelings most of the time. Should he choose to still be grumpy and ornery and whatever, regardless of what you just thought, felt, and did, that's still him and you get to own your feelings and your emotions and stay in your own lane and let him experience whatever he needs to experience and feel because he's a human and he needs time to feel bad and miserable sometimes too. Right. So let's define compassion for just a moment so that we know what that, what that means. So when he walks in the door and you choose compassion Maybe some son of a gun cut him off on his way home and he almost got in an accident and his heart's racing and he's physically, you know, in a bad way and he's frustrated. So he walks in, but you choose compassion. You're choosing sympathy and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Now we don't get to choose or we don't know if they're suffering or what their misfortunes are. We don't have to know that. It's like Kimberly saying that circumstance is neutral. We don't need to know what went on. But when we choose compassion, we don't need to know. We don't get to know. It doesn't matter if we know. We choose sympathy and concern for that other person. Yeah, that is a beautiful definition. I really love that. That helps us really understand that that's all any of us want as humans, right? We just want to feel loved and needed and and connected with and important and validated all of those things so when we can get to compassion it's much easier for us to show up for the other people in our world in that in those ways so the other option you know when he's grumpy and we match that and we become grumpy then we want to buffer because now we're feeling negative emotion that's uncomfortable right 
So should we choose the negative behavior? We're going to end up like we've always done in old thought patterns and old patterns of behavior where we want to buffer, where we want to avoid. Now we're disconnected in our relationship. And, you know, while it's okay to remove yourself, absolutely, if that's the situation and, and you, that's the healthy choice for whatever the circumstance is, you know, that's totally 100% fine as well. Um, but just we want you to be aware of when you're making your choices that you're not choosing to go back to old patterns of behavior and buffer and avoid, but that you're making those choices that really are healthiest for you and, and making the choice that feels most like love for everyone. Okay. So going back to the COVID life, um, I had really good experiences during this um, thinking a lot because we've talked about this, wanting to talk about this on our next um, podcasts. And <clears throat> so I really had the opportunity to check myself several times, like mirroring. Okay. Well, as we all know, when we're sick or under the weather or dealing with any sort of medical misfortune, um, we naturally don't feel well. Our mind naturally isn't in our best place. And, right. and that happens for everyone. Everybody's human. This is just part of life. If we're going to be sick, it's okay to be sick and feel that and realize we don't have to be happy and chipper. You know, we can still choose peace and calmness and, and feel sick and pain or whatever. But I did find myself on several occasions knowing I was dealing with other people who were also not at their best. When you get a couple people or family that are not all at their best, chances are you're going to have a lot of unmet expectations, frustrations, um, non-compassionate moments in your life and in oh, your yeah. home. And that is um, part of life. It's part of the 50-50. But I found myself when I felt like I was going to get my feelings hurt or somebody said something that was very unkind, not knowing the effort that I had put in, also not feeling well. You know, these things happen. I found myself having to choose safety for myself, whether it was I had to go take a bath and just shut the door. And even if somebody came to the door and said, you know, what are you doing? Why are you mad? And it's like, I don't have to explain myself until I'm in a place where I'm ready to. I have to also have compassion for me. I found myself on yes. several occasions just sitting down and doing a puzzle. Now we would think, oh, well, maybe that was a buffering. Actually, I was using that as self-care. Because I Perfect. needed to slow down. I still wanted to be doing something because I like to do things. But I sat down to a puzzle and I challenged myself. I had so many self-care moments during this. And a lot of it ended up being puzzles. Because those of you who don't know me know that I drink soda. Um, Pepsi is my drink of choice. Had been my most of my life. And... At this point, I was not drinking soda. I had no taste. And for whatever reasons, I don't even think it was a conscious thought. I just naturally, after like three days, was like, oh my gosh, I haven't opened a can of soda for three days. And then I realized, well, I open it now. You know, I was doing really good. And that used to be my buffering thing. But this time I'm like, I'm just slipping myself into a puzzle or into a bath or into a book. And I, I had a brother ask me, why are you taking all these selfies? But I thought I was just reminding myself that I mattered and that I needed mm -hmm. to take care of me and have compassion for myself during these times so that I wouldn't mirror, so that I wouldn't do those things that maybe were negative behaviors. 
And gosh, that was a good thing for me. I was able to pat myself on the back on several occasions and be like, yes, that was such a good um, response rather than a reaction. So. Oh gosh, that's so awesome. And I'm so glad that you brought up having compassion for yourself because truly until you really can have compassion for yourself and feel what that feels like to really just love yourself, it's much more challenging to show up for other people in that level of compassion and love. It starts with you. You have to feel it for yourself first and then you can give it so much more freely and it becomes a default setting instead of the old negative, get upset, you know, go to the negative behavior, which is what our brain wants to offer us first until we can change that neural pathway in our brain. It takes a lot of practice. It start with you. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, so then we wanted, of course, like we talked about, we want to bring this back for special needs moms. That's where my passion is. And I found um, for the, the very first part, I mean, my, my six-year-old is, um, you know, I've had six years basically to practice being a special needs mom of an autistic child who does have tantrums, does have meltdowns, all of those things. And I used to, before I found this work, would become very emotionally charged. I just became very hyper-focused on her and what she needs and everybody else just get out of our way and leave me alone. I'm trying to figure out how to help her. And it just became this like panic and it was a horrible feeling. And I dreaded her meltdowns and her tantrums and, you know, just lived my life in this place of, of misery, every, just dreading the next tantrum or dreading the next time that she was going to be up all night and how it was going to make me feel the next day and all of that. And it's, that was not the happy place to live for sure. So what I've realized is that when I choose not to match or mirror her behavior, it not only impacts me and my peace, but everybody around us is able to respond more peacefully, more calmly. So I ran it through the model so that you can kind of see how I, how to use the model in, in this situation as well with children, with your special needs child, for whatever the circumstance is, your, the circumstance will be your special needs child. And you can put in here, because even the, the child is tantruming is just a thought. So you could put as your circumstance, child is screaming, child is hitting, child is um, throwing up, whatever, you know, the challenge is with your special needs child. That is your circumstance, the absolute fact. Okay. So the thought that I have is Justin's having a meltdown or she's having a tantrum. My old emotion would have been frustrated, irritated. I get louder. I start spinning in negative emotion and cloud my brain with, what do I do? How can I help? What's going to be the best solution here? Um, my action is that I would, you know, sometimes cry. You know, I would scream. I would get frustrated at other people around me. Um, and what ended up happening? What was my outcome? Pretty much I'm tantruming. Whether it's internal or external, my thought is that my child is tantruming and then I created the outcome that I'm tantruming. So when we rerun the model with a different thought and my special needs child is, you know, having a meltdown, whatever the absolute circumstance or facts are of that, crying, screaming, all of that, my thought is, She's having a hard time right now. My emotion is compassion. 
which leads me to take the action of, I can just be peaceful and calm and do those things that I know have helped her in the past get through tantrums and meltdowns faster. My outcome is inevitably that tantrum, that meltdown diffuses much more quickly and I get to keep feeling peaceful and calm. Mm. And it just, it's absolutely beautiful. And you can use this in every situation with your children. And remember whether they're a special needs child or not, you get to feel however you want and they get to feel however they want and they can feel their emotions and, and work through whatever it is that they need to. And when you can stay peaceful and calm, you get to help them work through those emotions peacefully instead of matching their emotions and screaming and freaking out and crying and being disappointed or whatever their emotion is, instead of matching it, you help them understand their emotions and you help them work through it and get back to a place of calm and peace where they can feel better and then recognize the model because kids can absolutely use this work too. Right. And it, it reminds me of the, the quote and typically you're not going to deal with um, special needs children in this mindset, but we can also remember for ourselves when we're dealing with somebody else that what they're thinking is none of our business. And that yeah. helps us to not mirror that. It's none of our business, what they're thinking or what they're feeling. And, um, and then it helps us have more compassion because as soon as we stop that trying to get in their head or in their body language or whatever, or even the child, chances are we're going to have peace a lot quicker. So even if that's the first sentence you tell yourself, what they think of me is none of my business or, you know, yeah. so that might help. That's perfect. Yes. And then Alicia, you had some good ideas for us on how to get to where you can slow it down enough to get to compassion, right? Well, um, I'm not, I'm trying to think about the, the circumstance. So you, you shared with me an article that you found about what breathing does to our body. Oh, yes. Um, so right. we, when, we, um, when we have these situations, so I lived a lot of my first relationship, what they call enmeshed. And sometimes, you know, we think, oh, when we have these relationships with our children, our, our family members, our parents, our spouses, significant others, we tend to think that we should be interlocked. And that that is the positive thing. That's a good thing. But like Kimberly stated, when we choose to be in our own sphere, in our own um, mind, in our own physical state, we actually do so much better. And so that's what this talks about. And when we, if we're finding ourselves having a hard time walking away or finding that compassion, as with anything else that we do, this is probably going to be the number one tool we can use as we're making these big changes in our life is the ability to breathe. And mm -hmm. um, we're going to go ahead and put this in the notes. And it gives us five steps to um, having a moment. But let me first talk about being mindful. So if somebody, you know, your husband comes home, he's grumpy you immediately get mindful. Just breathing deeply can have an immediate positive effect. As we breathe it in. It helps you become aware. 
Yeah. You become aware of your own mind and thoughts where your mind wanted to go to a default setting. You became present and aware of what's happening in your brain. Right. I'm not going to let his behavior, you know, do anything to me physically. It's just a circumstance. As we breathe in and out, the movement of our lungs and diaphragm help our bodies stop secreting the stress hormones. So we Mm -hmm. naturally diffuse that circumstance when we start to breathe. So, and it goes through, like I said, we'll, we'll make some notes um, when we put this up, but we also, so there's, there's, there's these five steps. It says, breathe, check in, repeat. First, sit in a comfortable position. Second, if you can, seriously, yeah. people, you can. sometimes you may not get to go sit in a comfortable position. So if right. you need to skip step one, right. or <laughs> just close your eyes and breathe or stand yes. there and breathe yes. as you're holding the screaming child, just breathe. Yes. Um, right. Breathe in and out, incorporating a simple movement as you do so. For example, tighten your fists as you breathe in and relax your hands as you breathe out. And then third, ask yourself, how am I feeling? Fourth. Be aware of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And then fifth, let your thoughts and feelings come and go. It may help to picture them as leaves floating away on the water or clouds drifting across the sky. Help them, let them help you relax. So those Mm -hmm. are just breathe, check in with your emotions, your mindfulness, and repeat as many times as you need yeah. to, to not absorb that circumstance and put a thought to it that might be negative. Reach right. compassion and then reach out after you find compassion. If you can't get to compassion, keep breathing. Keep breathing because yep. that's going to be better than a negative outcome. Even if you can't address that situation ever, if you can't get back to it, that's okay. It's better to not get back to it than to get to it in a negative state of mind. Right. hundred percent of the time. All right. So as we wrap up this episode today, just remember, breathe, get to compassion. You've got this. We know you can do it. It just takes practice, but I promise you it is so worth it. So we'll remind you of our mantra that the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts and then we will wrap up with a would you rather just like we always do because we love to laugh so the one that I chose for today what is thinking about how you know Alicia's family has just come out of all of this and we're being very conscious of germs in fact maybe should have told you at the beginning of the episode that if the sound sounds a little bit different today than it normally does um, Alicia and I are not in the same space recording this. We're actually doing it over Zoom, which we have never done before. So praise Jesus for Zoom because we still get to present this amazing work to you through technology. And um, she's at her house and I'm at mine so that we're staying healthy and safe. And, and recording free. Zoom today. Yes. So we're so grateful. But our would you rather is, would you rather lick a dirty trash can or the bathroom floor oh my gosh oh my gosh okay i am so picking the trash can i don't care i'm picking the trash can because i as we know have her sprung's child but that floor is disgusting i mean and i I clean it with a clorox wipe often 
But I'm telling you, between yeah. having boys, I now live with four boys, male gender, and Hirschsprung's child. So you know, no matter how hard I try, what that floor is <laughs> happening like. And I am never licking that floor. Never. <laughs> but I also just Clorox my garbage can, so. Oh, gosh. I know. Well, yeah, like we Clorox everything. But, um, yeah, I, I probably am picking the trash can because... <laughs> I've got a toddler that pees all over the floor right now as he's, you know, <laughs> only been potty trained for less than a year. So bathroom floors are gross. And trash cans are gross too, but I don't know. For some reason in my mind, it's a little less gross too. Well, at least the garbage <laughs> goes out every day at my house. So I know that things aren't in there for longer than a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. All right. So think about that. Please share with us on social media any thoughts or feelings that you had about our episode today answer our would you rather if you want well, however you want to reach out to us and connect with us on social media we would love to hear from you so find us um at the clarity call um in on instagram or as clarity call on facebook and all of the information on how to connect with us is also in our outro so have a great week everyone You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.